0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Cryptic Commander. We are your hosts. I'm John Nose. I'm Slothy. And with us today, we have an up-and-comer into the Magic the Gathering community, Mythic player Austin Andrews. Austin, hello. Welcome to the show.
1: How you doing? Glad to be here, my guy. Thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, no problem, no problem. Excited to be here. I'm glad you're here, man. It's going to be funny to explain to the listeners how you got here, but in one second here. We are proudly sponsored by NorthValleyGames.com, where you can go to NorthValleyGames.com, enter the promo code TCC2021 at checkout. It saves 10% off your whole order, whether you're buying the sealed product or you're buying a single. And the new program where you can uh, get 10% more cash back, use the same promo code, which stands for the Cryptic Commander 2021. <laughs> Partnered with Magic the Gathering Players Group Facebook group. Now, when I say partnered with Magic the Gathering Players Group Facebook group, Slothy, I joined this group when it was about—I think it was four thousand or six thousand.
1: Let's say That's right a around a while ago. Yeah,
0: yeah. Let's say right around there. Okay, let's just be on the safe side. Say five mm-hmm. <clears> thousand. We're up to about twelve thousand right now.
1: Do you remember when you first joined? I think it was around eight thousand, nine thousand. Wow! Yeah, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of, the, one of the first groups I joined when I got Facebook.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's really surprised me the 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 growth rate of this Facebook group. I
1: mm-hmm. like it.
0: In all honesty, I really love it, man. And yeah, we, absolutely. We try to keep the toxic people out. That's for sure. And. Very happy that we're partnering with them. I want to also say that we're really happy to be partnered with Cosmic Gaming Community as well. And if you guys haven't checked them out yet, one of my favorite things is on Tuesdays. If you go over to their Facebook community on Tuesdays, they give away free stuff. And it's not a small amount of free stuff, like a pack or two. Sometimes it's bundles or a collector set. You'd be amazed, man. You know, these guys got a lot of product, they're trying to make everybody know that they exist. And also on top of it, let the players have tools to play with. You know, if you're a start, if you're starting out, or if you're just getting back into the game, and you didn't know that Cosmic Gaming was an actual website you can buy products from, now you know, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, Absolutely. plus our partners and our sponsors, man, they're gonna be really, really. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna say it right now, they're they're stoked to help us out with our 100th episode coming up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's
1: coming up soon.
0: Yeah, real soon, man. So I knew it was coming up, and I wanted to get a hold of them. And I'm like, hey, guys, you know, we're coming to our 100th episode. And they're like, oh, wow. So we're probably going to have, like, a live event and give out a bunch of stuff. Because, you know, they're sending me stuff, too, to give out, man. You know, So we're going to have to have a big live show. We're going to have to start doing live shows before then, I feel, at least a week or two before then before we do that big show, you know,
1: and yeah, just kind of work out all the kinks and whatnot.
0: Yeah. And then keep doing live shows from then on out, you know? Okay. okay. <laughs> now this is funny. Cause I want to let everybody know how I met Austin before we get into today's show. Okay. You guys already know how I like to go around and find MTG content creators while I'm working. Right. Sometimes I'll lurk and sometimes I'll participate in the chat, you know, <coughs> and I go over to Andrew stuff and, he wasn't there, so it redirected me over to another Twitch user. And I was watching his content. You know, I let I let the guy know that I was really here to see Austin. And you know, just politely, you know, and stuff like that. And it just redirected me. So he he's got good content and this and that. And he goes, Well, I'll let the guy know and stuff. And then I think you were in chat, weren't you? And you're like, yes, sir, I was. Oh, and you saw my handle name, which is the cryptic commander in one word, right? <laughs> And yep. he goes, are you from the cryptic commander podcast? And I said, yeah. And man, I can see the excitement right then and there sloppy. You know, he yeah. was, he was excited. I was there. The guy that was hosting the, uh, the stream at the time was excited. I was there. He's like, wow, he put my podcast on, or he put our podcast on in the background while the stream was going. He goes, do you mind if I play the podcast in the background? I was flattered. I said, no, man, go ahead. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, Then Austin said, hey, you know, I'm going to go ahead and stream in a bit uh, in an hour, if you don't mind. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, I'm going to be on Twitch for like three hours while I'm working till the next show comes on. I got to be on which I think at the time was MTG Roundtable with Mr. DJ Longhair over on YouTube, you know. And and, uh, I'm like, I got to go on that show. But before I do, I can still do research and I'm watching Magic the Gathering content and stuff. And then a little bit later, Austin does his stream. No, wait, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Hold on. I said right then and there, because I, I wanted to make it more exciting in this one guy that was streaming. What was your friend's name, by the way? I think it was MJK or something.
2: Um, that is MKSX Gaming on Twitch. I run with two people on Twitch, him and Mojo Rogue. Okay, there you go. There you go. And I was
0: like, hey, you know, I said, I said um, I'll make a deal with you. And I was talking to Austin, right? I said, Austin, I'll make a deal with you. And Austin said, what's that? And I said, no, 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 no. Back up. Hold on. Austin said, is there any chance I could be a guest on the podcast? And I replied a, a few moments later, maybe. And I think he left the chat at that time, right? Or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was getting ready to start stream.
0: And I said, I'll make a deal with you that if you can beat me in a Magic the Gathering arena game, you can be a guest on the podcast. And the, the host of the stream was just super stoked. He's like, man, you got to get back on my chat. Look at what was just said. And you're like, bet.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good, that's how it came out. I said, bet.
0: <laughs> Fast forward a little bit. I go on his stream and Austin's there. He's, he's ready. He's playing magic. I waited for him to get done with his game. And then I said, okay, are you ready for your tryout? he goes, yeah, and he told all his viewers and stuff, he goes, I'm going to get annihilated. And then he was quiet for a while while we were playing. <laughs> but, man, I'll tell you what, he had me both games. I lost
2: 2-0, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. I lost 2-0. He was pretty quick. He was pretty aggro-y. I think, was it mono-red or something?
2: Yeah, um, it's a mono-red deck with my own twist on it. Yeah. Um, it's, not, it's not one of the net decks. It's a little bit of a brew in there of my own. But, yeah, mono-red I understand, you know, and Red Deck
0: Wins is a thing that you would probably want to go to if you are under that pressure too, am I right? Yes, yes, hundred percent. So you you probably thought to yourself, Hey, I have an opportunity to get on this podcast. I know uh-huh. Red Deck Wins is gonna be one of the best decks that I have. And yep. if, if if I'm gonna go into this and I'm gonna really try and get on the show, I understand. And I think the listeners understand too, but I just want to put a point out there that Red Deck Wins is a deck a lot of people go to when they know it's going to be <coughs> one one-on-one match. Winner, mm-hmm. ta- winner takes all on this one, right?
2: Yeah, it's going to be... Um, it's gonna, it's gonna, for, higher, for the highest ratio of winning, uh, you've seen it throughout Magic, I don't know how many years, right? Red Deck Wins. Just It gets in quick and it gets the job done, for the most part, percentage-wise.
0: So I just wanted to let the listeners know how I met Austin... And how he got to come onto the show and stuff. But I'll let you know that I was starting to watch your content at that yeah. moment. At that moment in time was the first day I started watching your content. I, I sent subscribed and followed and I share oh, yeah. all your stuff too. And you know very, very much appreciated on that, by the
2: way.
0: Thank you. I keep keep doing what you're doing, dude. I think that your content, your interaction with the community, the twitch community is just amazing. The chat room is always active. Uh, you've got a good amount of followers. You know, last time I saw, just a little bit over fifty, right? Um, I'm at 108 now. Wow. Okay. So yeah, you're you're coming up, man. You know, congratulations. Yeah, buddy. you're doing appreciate it. Appreciate that. And you know the grind. Just keep your nose to the grindstone.
1: Everything's gonna be fine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Nose to the grindstone. So with all of that, we're gonna move on over to the card of the week this week, and it is one of my personal favorites. I run it in over 20 of my decks. It is Soul Ring. And if you somehow are unsure what Soul Ring does, maybe you're just getting into Commander's Big Format for it. It is an Artifact for one mana, and you can tap it to add two colorless to your mana pool. And it was first printed in Alpha, and it has been printed in tons of sets since then. What do you guys think about this one?
0: Now, question, wasn't it originally printed
2: as rare? I've seen a couple sets here that it uh, shows some rarity on it oh yeah is it, is it uncommon what was the original that's it. i'm looking for the original um there's so many oh my you weren't kidding with how many times this card was reprinted
1: yeah that is a lot that is a lot of times solar ring has been reprinted every, every single commander set it does say the original one was printed at uncommon
0: uncommon okay i thought so but i i I said rare originally right (laughs) yeah now when i started playing magic i did not know about the dual lands because i didn't see them in any of my immediate groups myself included right and yeah later on i heard about them and i saw them and this and that and then i heard about the lotus and i saw it and stuff like that but um never once did i even come across soul ring right now when i finally came across the soul ring I was finally happy, I was happy to get one because I could do something. I could pay one and get two colorless and have a little yep. bit of a mana ramp over the competition that didn't have that or even, know, or even know that that existed. You know, I mean, times have changed. This was back in when we had mana burn, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, what are your guys' thoughts on old soul ring?
1: I'm gonna let Austin go first because I could talk for like right. four hours about Soul Ring. Sure, Soul Ring. That's staple. That's staple EDH right
2: there. It's staple Commander man. Love everything about the card. I have Mulligan before until I got that Soul Ring in my hand. I, I love. I love having that. Uh, I love having that jump. Um, my EDH that I would run, uh, playing paper magic and all that, was a uh, blue white artifact mm-hmm. cushion control deck. Um, I had. Oh yeah. Every everything in there is and, and um just having that soul ring turn one just honestly it, it, sets, the, it sets the mood for your entire deck it, it completely sets it up especially when you have it and you're playing an EDH match and you watch your opponent go turn one no soul ring you're sitting there going I got two turns on it, 100% it's a, it's a powerful powerful card powerful even though it's just a mana creator you know um I, I find it. I, I put it. I, I put it in the category of being one of those very powerful cards for catching that uh, two-turn jump on your opponent for sure. Love it. Oh,
1: definitely. And with uh, in EDH as well, there's a ton of one mana cost artifacts that you can use the Soul Ring on turn one, get that out, and get an additional jump. Like you get Swift of Boots out there too, and and oh, yeah. just completely take over the game turn one with this.
2: Well, it's like in uh, your Commander 2, you go turn one, Soul Ring, right? That's the play you want. Then on turn two, you're set up for how much mana right there on turn two? You know? Um, Four at least. Four. You can drop that uh, three-drop Lantern card, right? Uh, I I cannot remember the name of it right now. Uh, But it allows you to produce Uh, mana of any color. Soul (laughs) Guard?
0: Chromantic letter. The chromatic, chromatic letter.
2: No. Yeah, you do that, and then turn, um, turn three. Yeah. You can, you can drop gilded lotus. You know what I mean? You can get absolutely ridiculous with mm-hmm. it. you know gilded lotus, adding three mana of one color to your mana pool. Now turn three, you're sitting there on like seven, eight mana or something. You know, if you can spike. Yeah, you can spike into stuff like that. It's just ridiculous.
1: And that's provided you don't have like a, a mana crypt as well, or <laughs> oh yeah, mana <laughs> crypt, uh, jeweled lotus too. Then there have been there have been games I've been able to drop mana crypt, soul ring, and uh, what's it called? Why can I not think of it right now? <laughs> two two cost. You can tap add one of any uh, color in your commander's identity. Um, I, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it either. Arcane Signet. Um, there you go. Okay. Yeah, drop Ar- Arcane Signet, soul Ring, and Mana Crypt, you're gone. You got the game
2: right there. It's it's over. It's over. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're playing a control deck, like I was, Blue White, as soon as you yeah. have that mana jump and a control commander, like, like I'd go against, um, yeah. my, now, now, mind you, one of my really good friends have played Prosh. If you guys know who Prosh is, he's, he's a monster. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and And he's a fun commander to play, not exactly fun to go against, but Mm -hmm. if I couldn't get the jump on my turns ahead going against a deck like Prosh, I'm done. I'm toast. But as soon as I have that jump, uh, I I can basically
1: sit there and control any deck that I want, even another control deck. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who might not know, uh, Prosh is a uh, legendary creature from Commander 2013. Uh-huh. Um, cost three and jund, so six mana in total. He's a five-five dragon uh, with flying. When you cast Prosh, create put X 0-1 red kobold creature tokens named Kobolds of Carekeep onto the battlefield where X is the amount of mana spent to cast Prosh, and you can sacrifice another creature to give him plus one plus zero to end a turn. Very easy yep. to abuse. Very easy. Very that easy to easy. abuse. Absolutely.
0: I do want to cover top decks real quick too, Slothy, before we move on. that is something I want to touch base with with the listeners. We've not been reporting on top decks because they haven't changed. There has been small differences. Now, we all know that the Dungeons & Dragons set came out. Okay, It should have changed the top decks, and we know that they haven't changed except for... Go ahead.
2: Go uh, ahead. Yeah, could I, could I touch on that real quick? So... um this was a discussion between me and a few people, how you mentioned um, it should have changed the doc de- top decks for Dungeons & Dragons, right? It's like, um, so somebody had explained this to me. They go, dungeon, the Dungeons & Dragons set mm-hmm. is not, they're like, it's not a meta changer. It, you could put some fun cards in there, but it's not a meta changer. It did. It did, it, did it did change the meta. Though.
0: So when, we did, when that, we did... That's what I saw too, yeah. Yeah, when, when, when we didn't report on it... We just want to let everybody know that we were looking at the deck's names, right? Because we're like, well, Saltai Ultimatum is still number one. Demir Rogues is still number two. Red Deck wins is still number three, okay? This is standard I'm looking at, right? Standard. But when I click on Sultai Ultimatum and I look at the deck list that was just used, what, two days ago? So sure. I'm going to go ahead and do that as an example. Let me go ahead and do that so I can pull it up. And I I look at the the cards in the list and I notice wow, there's Dungeons and Dragons cards here. This card right here, Power Word Kill. They're using three of them with this Sultai Ultimatum deck and using four Heartless Act. Okay. That's it on the instant. Uh, Let me see if there's anything changed on sorceries. Bear with me here. And the first deck that I went through, guys, was Sultai Ultimatum. And the only card change out of that was Power Word Kill. And if I go on to a different deck, this, what we're trying to say is we're going to go ahead and tell you what the top decks are in each format. And just know that if these decks were already in that spot, it's okay. The cards changed a little bit by there's better removal and better counter spells or whatever, etc. In the Dungeons & Dragons set that there were cards used. But the decks, didn't, the decks didn't change too much. So I'm going to go ahead and just brief, briefly go over it. We already covered standard. Over in historic, we've got rogue and unclassified, Selesnia Company, Jund Sacrifice. In modern, is it spells? Green White Company, rogue and unclassified comes in third. Over in legacy... Death and Taxes comes number one this week. Blue-Red Delver. And then third place is Elves. And Popper, Mono-Red Burn. Mono-Black Control. And Four-Color Affinity comes in third place. And in Commander. Slothy, can you handle Commander this week?
1: So for Commander, they're... Has been a little bit of change, but not really. We still got Lathro Blade of the Elves at number one, Omnath Locus of Creation, that's four color omnath at number two, and Rogrok Son of Roga at number three. With Golos gonna... and Attraxa each within 0.08% of coming in third place. I'm gonna look
0: at the top deck in historic real quick and see if there's any Dungeons and Dragons cards. I'm not seeing any because you know it's historic.
2: That's mono green elves all day.
0: Um the f- isn't it Paradox Simic Paradox Engine number one? Hold yeah. on. Yeah. And so far in the main deck, there's no change with Dungeons and Dragons. Um no, there is no change in the deck. Yeah, there's no change in the deck whatsoever. So but I did notice on that standard deck, um, let me look at modern.
1: Is it spells? Is anything changed in modern? It, it looks like there has been no change to the modern... Um, is it Spells? Um, also known as Is It Prowess? Yeah. Since uh, DRC came out with Modern Horizons 2. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna but other than that, there's been no change.
0: I'm going to skip past Legacy. And I'm going right to Popper. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you would think maybe Popper might change a little bit.
1: Let's take a look here. Popper... It doesn't seem, does yeah. Not, yeah, it doesn't look like there's been really any so, impact
0: on, from my experience, the Dungeon and Dragons, even though we all knew it was a core set, right? And when we, when we got it, the cards, in my opinion, were watered down, right? And I didn't see anything that I wanted to take out of my current standard decks and put in with this Dungeon and Dragons set it was kind of cool to see that Salty Ultimatum is using one card, Power Word Kill, you know, but, I mean, it took out a different two casting cost <laughs> removal spell, yeah. you know. So it's almost the same spell, but this one's a little bit better, I guess. Um, it's kind of cute. So I guess your friend's right, man. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not meta changing. And that's what we're seeing too here.
2: Yeah. Um, um, this is opinion only. I feel the dungeon ability is just too slow to put into a competitive deck. Yes. It's fun. It, it It's a lot of fun, but I just yeah. feel like it's too slow when you got other decks coming in, bringing the heat and you're over here like, I want to go into the dungeon. Well, you went into the dungeon and now yeah. next turn you're getting hit for 15 damage. I don't know what to tell you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's pretty janky things that go on in magic if you can find out a way to go you know oh i can cheat that out on turn 2 then chances are yeah. somebody else is going to try and attempt that all the time too you know it just yeah, goes yeah. back to what we were saying earlier if i'm playing on magic the gathering arena and i go to play i just press play i just know it's going to be a casual event but when i hit that ranked play button i'm being ranked
2: uh, you know 100% 100% yeah
0: but now let's go ahead and move on to our next subject because that was just top decks. I wanted to touch base on top decks just a
1: little bit. You know, Slothy? Yep. So we're going to move on over to movers and shakers, and we're going to start off with the cheap pickups. Uh, stabling out is the Modern Horizons 2 version of Cabal Coffers. And slowly trending down is uh, one of the evoke cards, actually. Uh, subtlety. This is the blue one. It is at nine ninety nine right now. And a third Modern Horizons 2 card trending down slowly. This was actually the buy box promo, if I recall correctly. It's at $10 now. It is Sanctum Prelate. Yeah.
0: I don't usually see the box topper. I mean, I, I see they hold their value a little bit. They always tend to go down.
1: It's like they know this one's going to go down. You know, here you go. Yeah. It, it, it does kind of depend because there have been some that have gone up as well. Kitchen Finks, yeah. <laughs> I was there no, for that the box,
0: one.
2: The box toppers are the full art cards that are really pretty looking. Right? Uh, that come in the generally yes, the promos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I have I have Kitchen Finks, and then another one was Bitter Blossom that I got in Bellfire Dragon. Yeah, those are a lot of box toppers. Are nice. They're 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 good looking cards. <laughs> yeah.
0: That you you don't no. you, you don't want to go in there and get get a box without the box topper because it kind of you <laughs> a little bit you know they're like we're out of box yeah. toppers it's like no don't tell me you're out of box toppers you know and it's like everybody wants that little extra make the
1: deal sweet kind of a thing you and, know? Uh, actually speaking of box toppers before we move on to the top three of the week here there have been talks from very credible sources that Innistrad will have them. And that excites me greatly.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Give people what they I want. Don't know if you guys I haven't heard about it yet. Exactly. I haven't heard about it yet, but that's good news to me, man. You know, give, give the people what they want. They'll come back for more.
2: I just hope this Innistrad set that, that's coming out is is going to be what I remember from when I first started playing with scars mirrored in the strat. I hope this new inner strat set coming out Yeah really hits home for me. I hope it
1: does. Yeah, definitely. Um, so jumping right into the top three here, up thirty percent to thirty five ninety nine. We have aggravated assault. And how much did you, you say that jumped? Another one. Uh, it has jumped up thirty percent. Wow. Yeah. So then moving on over to number 2, up 43% to $16.63 is Sarkhan Unbroken. This is the one from Dragons of Tarkir.
2: Yeah, okay. no, 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 no.
1: The broken one. <laughs> yeah. If you can get this to all, you you better win the game. This is one that's going to be very very popular in the Tiamat deck for commander. But yeah, number one this week up 83% to $14.60 is Omen of Fire. So for those of you who don't know what Omen of Fire is, it is an instant for three and two red. Return all islands to their owner's hand. Each player sacrifices a plains or a white permanent for each white permanent he or she controls. Never even knew that existed. Wow. Yeah, it came out in alliances. Wow. That's sick.
2: That's just punishing somebody for liking to play one color, I swear. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: It's going to hurt blue white control.
2: And it's an instant, so you... <laughs> Ouch. Yeah.
1: Powerful. Powerful. Yeah, if you know somebody's going to go off on their next turn, you happen to be the player that's going right before them. Maybe you mess them up a little bit. But yeah, those are the... Uh, Movers and Shakers for this week. Kind of a slow week, but that's been a bit of a a theme. I think it's going to explode once more Midnight Hunt spoilers come out. I was getting ready
0: to say, once that new set comes out, it's just going to explode. Oh, yeah. Now, Austin, in case somebody's tuning in and they're hearing about you for the first time, how can they get a hold of you?
2: Um, Yeah, so... Uh, For my for my Twitch, it is I am my name is Austin, uh, but I'm also known as the West Coast Wizard on Twitch. That is West underscore Coast underscore Wizard underscore. I'm the West Coast Wizard. Um, I have a lovely community on Twitch. That's how you can reach me. Very simple to make a Twitch account if you haven't, and not just me. There's many of other uh, uh, many other uh, content creators on there and stuff like that, that are, that are, that are um, good as well too. But uh, that's an excellent way to reach me. Um, I will be extending my platforms as my follower grows to Twitter, um, YouTube, Instagram, and, and other platforms to reach out to uh, all kinds of players around the world. And, and the best way to reach me though is on uh, Twitch, Twitch, uh, Twitch TV. If you go into my channel, um, I do respond to everybody. Um, I respond to everybody. I talk to everybody. I don't. I don't sit there and act like I'm too busy for something. I, I, I read everything. So if you ever want to come in there, it's West Coast Wizard. How I said earlier with the underscores, just come in and say what's up. I like a good chat.
0: Now I want to. I want to start off by saying that you know the Twitch community—it's definitely different. You know, all I knew before was it's something like YouTube, but it's for gamers. And I see a lot of different Magic the Gathering content creators. I became one myself. The reason why... The reason why I became one myself is because I saw on YouTube people just see the recordings. And there's really no interaction except for the comments, right? And on Twitch, if I do an interaction and somebody realizes, oh, wow, you can do that? Like, for instance, I'll block... And then I'll tap and use this creature's ability in response. Yeah, I can talk to the community in real time about that event. You know, it's one of the things I love about Twitch. But there's so much going on in the background of Twitch that's not even underlined as rules. You know, but um, I wanted to go talk about that with Austin here because Austin, you're a big Twitch streamer like myself here. But you're, you're more active than I am. I couldn't be on your level. <laughs> you know, I'll probably, <laughs> I'll probably get in there one hour, two hours, and I'm done, man. I don't see how you guys can do it, you know. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get in there more and more. I will say that. But explain to me from your perspective here on, on Twitch and, and how everything operates.
2: So on my end, so I started streaming a while ago. Um talked um, with you guys about it a little bit about the whole other video game thing I was playing and all that. i had been streaming for a while and grew a little bit of a following. And on my end, um, there's a lot that goes into Twitch. Like you said, you have a Twitch channel yourself, so you, know, you have your insights that you can pull up your, um, your creator dashboard, and you have all your links. I actually just signed myself up onto Aether Hub to where I can log my decks in. So while you're on my Twitch channel, on the little screen that you're looking at, you go to the right and hover, a little link will pop up for AdriaHuggets and uh, for the current checklist that I'm using. Yeah. And,
0: um, and, uh,
2: one second. Okay, sorry about that. And then um, uh, I, got to, I got the little one running around. Uh, and then um, so I, on my side, it, the the best part of it is is just the, the, the community that comes through. And, and for self example here, it would be uh, it would be um, it was just yesterday. It was yesterday, last night. I was streaming and a uh, and I was I was so shocked that some random person came through and said, "Hey, I'm from Spain. How are you doing?" And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what's up, dude? Like, you're from Spain? Let's talk about it. You know what I mean? We don't have to sit here and necessarily – on my page, we don't have to necessarily talk about magic. You know, we can talk about where you're from. You know, maybe you can talk about magic and your love for the game. But, but the fact that I'm getting people from Spain tuning in to my channel, and he was a beginner, and he wanted to know some of the rule sets, and just how you explained was a great example that, like a lot of people didn't know that on attack or even on block, you can tap the creature you're using to use the ability and still have the block or attack um, go through as damage is being dealt, and and then um, the it's so good to use a platform like that for beginners to come through it and, and me not even being a beginner i go on some twitch channels and i learn new things like oh my god i didn't know you can do that you know and i've won matches like that afterwards knowing that i can do something like that now so i use um for my side of the platform i use it i want to be a role model i want to be something that the people uh um, that, that, that people, um, look up to, that I want them to have a safe place to go without them being judged for the questions they ask. And and my, com- my community supports me on that. And I have two moderators. Um, um, one's not active all the time, but the one that is active all the time is my younger brother. who's 15. So if something doesn't fly by a 15 year old, then come on, you're doing something wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> and, um, and, um, But I just want it um, to be a safe place to go. My buddy Mojo Rogue on Twitch said that, and I believe it 100%, that your channel should be a place to go where somebody shouldn't feel judged for the questions they asked. And that's where I want to be, man. And I'm happy to answer anything anybody has to ask.
0: I think it's pretty cool that, you know, like you said, we learn, right? I go on to a Magic the Gathering streamer, uh, and he said, okay, what are we going to do here? Okay, this is what we're going to do. What do you guys think we should do, you know, using those terms? And I was always using, I, me, 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 I, you know, so now I know, now I know that in my stream, I'm going to start using the term, what are we going to do? What should we do here? You know, I learned that from watching other magic the Gathering content creators. Now, when I first started, I was already doing the podcast. I was already doing YouTube, you know, but I didn't do Twitch yet, you know, and I go into other content creators not even related to Magic, not even related to Magic the Gathering, like Nintendo stuff, you know. I go in there and watch them play video games, and I'm like, Yeah, you know, I want to let you know that you inspired me to start Twitch streaming about Magic the Gathering. Now my my name's up there, the Cryptic Commander, one word, right? And everybody sees what I'm typing. So I guess this is marketing, and that's frowned upon. And I had to learn that the hard way. So there's some things on Twitch. You have to learn the hard way because it's not plastered all over the walls. You know, I said it in the pre-show. If I go to the casino and I want to play uh, blackjack, there's not rules that I have to ask everybody playing. Can I sit down at the table? You know, there's not all these rules that are outlined right in front of you. And I right. feel, and I feel that Twitch streaming is the same way. Sure, you have the. You know, do you do you give us permission to do this? Can we do the cookies and do you abide by the terms and conditions? They have all that. But none of the underlying rules and regulations as far as what we do and don't do. Yes, yeah, I'm sure some of it takes common sense. You know, you don't go snitch on somebody that helped you out or something this and that or whatever, you know. I understand right. that kind of thing. I understand that kind of aspect. But what I'm saying is is I didn't know as a new Twitch streamer that I shouldn't go in there and go, "Hey, I want to let you know that you inspired me to start Twitch streaming. That's apparently a no-no. That's advertising.
2: You know, because so um, I'm assuming the person you went to go watch had a decent amount of viewers in their chat. Probably, you know, probably about thirty or so. And again,
0: it was about Nintendo games. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. So, so and 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 you brought up a great example of what to do and what not to do. But but here's the deal. Here, here's, a, here's a great example. If you would have done that in my chat, what? why am I upset? Why should I be upset? I, I get it. I get it. And I understand that. I, I hear the advertisement part. But it's not like you literally copy and pasted your link, okay, and you put it on their page and all that trying to get viewers, right, or something like that. You had just simply mentioned, hey, you inspired me to start streaming. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Now, it takes more energy to be mean than it does to be nice. I'll tell you that. And, and, and people being mean for reasons like that, it just doesn't belong. You're on Twitch to be a role model. How that person should have responded should have been like, that's awesome, dude. I'll try to tune into your channel when I can. Um, I'll let my viewers know right now live, hey, we got a new streamer in the house. This is what it's about. Now the reason I say that is not I'm not just speaking words. This is what me and Mojo Rogue and MKS um, X Gaming do. When new streamers come in, we hype that up. We hype that up. We're here to grow as a community. We're here. We're here to spread positivity. Now, mind you, I'm not a tree hugger. I'm not a hippie or nothing. I'm just a person that's about um, that. That is about. Um, it, it takes too much energy to be mean. Why? Why do it you know you're going out of your way to do nonsense. there's no point we are here to grow man I don't like seeing people fail even...
0: yep it's the same opinion I have and I'm glad you said it too. hundred
2: percent hundred percent. Now I want to go over and, to this oh, go ahead yeah uh, I was just gonna say real quick and just with that being said, um, I had a little bit of cyberbullying happen to me about a week ago. Um, I'm a grown man I could take it. But in my opinion, is, is if, what if the simple questions that I asked were coming from a 12-year-old kid that was going to learn about the Game of Magic? And they just completely got ripped into by this streamer with 60 viewers and their chat going off as well. That's a toxic community. They're encouraging each other. And they possibly could have just 100% ruined the game. For somebody that was just starting out, now they never want to touch it again because they see the community as, wow, they're a bunch of mean people. I don't even want to walk into a card shop. I don't want to talk to anybody about magic and all this because one person decided they felt entitled to completely rip into them when it was not necessary at all. And that's all I'm going to say on that subject. But you're here to be a role model on Twitch, act like it. You know what I mean? Act yeah. like it. And that's all. Yeah.
0: Now... Slothy just lost connection. He's kind of working on it to try and get back on. In the meantime, I want to bring up a subject here. And it's about a copyright claim that that was just recently done a couple of days ago. Apparently, someone, someone wanted to do a stunt where they wanted to copyright their Magic the Gathering deck and see how far along in the process they can go. And the way it looks like right here, they went all the way. They actually got their deck copyrighted. Now, again, this was just a stunt to see how far he can go. And he, it went all the way to where it actually happened. What does this mean to you? What, you know, what does it mean to me? What does it mean to Slothy? I'd like to know what your opinion is.
2: So I'm going I'm to go first on this one. Um, my opinion, my honest to the heart opinion is that he needs to stop. Um, um, I don't know who it is that can put a stop to that, whether it's a WOTC or higher litigation or whatever it may be. It needs to stop. So Magic has this massive card pool, correct? Correct. I, I don't. Even, I don't even know how many cards. Right. And you, the idea I, of I the, can.
0: I can tell you. Let me tell you. Uh,
2: yeah, I'd like to know. <laughs> sure. Sure. Go you ahead. Know.
0: See what you're going to say. I'll, I'll. I'll get it.
2: Yeah, and, and um, you have this giant, massive card pool, and now you've got this one person that decided, well, I'm going to cop, I'm going to see how far I can go with it, if I can get this deck copywritten, and he went all the way with it, and, and, and all this stuff, and, and that is, this is opinion, uh, I'm not speaking facts here, I'm just saying opinion, good, okay? that is wrong to do. Because what say that deck that person made is a really fun deck, and somebody wanted to take it to the tournament and have a really good time with it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, the person that copy wrote that deck does not—he did not create that. He did not create those cards, right? He may be using them, and he may have paid for them, but it's like um, um, iTunes—you pay for a song right? And you now own that song, correct? But can you go get it copywritten as your song? Nah, ain't happening. You can't go get it copywritten as your lyrics. I've been a musician 20 years, so I know all about copyright and copyright infringement and and all that stuff. And you you can't go out there and copyright the song for yourself that has already been, you know, made. You know, these cards are in a pool for a reason. You make what you create and you go with it, how this person was able to copyright that, that there's a, there's a massive loophole there that they found and went through. And the fact that, and, and I can almost guarantee this, they had their lawyer look into it and all this, cause they really yeah. wanted to, they, they really wanted to put their claim on this. So some loophole was found somewhere where this person could pull this off. And I think it's 110% wrong that they were allowed to do this and it needs to, it needs to be fixed.
0: Now I think it needs
2: to be fixed.
0: I should have came up with a disclaimer on this topic that this individual, again, he, it, was, it was a stunt. He wanted to see how far along he can go, but the person who actually did stamp this copyright didn't really do their due diligence to find out that you really can't copyright something that's like a recipe. Right. If you go into the fine details of it. So if there was a lawsuit to go over in this subject... It wouldn't really go through, you know. So I, I'm kind of, you know, happy for the guy that he went through with the stunt. And he did get it copyrighted and this, stuff like that. I mean, it does worry me to an extent, you know. What does the mm-hmm. future hold? But yeah. in the back of my head, I have to remember that if this did go to court, it wouldn't stand up in court. It really wouldn't. No. The recipe was just one example. There's other things too, like you can't put a patent on, you know. But right this right here, I don't know if the person, you know, that stamped it, again, did their due diligence. Apparently, they didn't. You know, this is, you know, a buddy of mine a long time ago told me too. no matter what deck idea you come up with, somebody else made that deck before you. And it took me a long time. It took me a long time to understand what he was talking about. Um, I'm going to go see if Slothy's trying to come in right now. Let me see here. Hold on. Nope, he's not not trying to come in yet. All right. So anyway, it took me a long time to understand what he was talking about. So my dad told me something. It took me 30 years to understand what my dad was talking about. My dad used to be a locksmith. And he told me locks are only meant to keep honest men honest. They're not meant to keep thieves out. Now, I heard this saying, because my dad's a locksmith for 30 something years. I'm 42 now, right? It took me 30 years to understand what he was talking about. Now I understand what he's talking about, but again, it took me 30. I'm like, what? So when I look at this, it's almost like the same thing. You know, it's, I understand what's going on. And I, I'm glad that guy, again, I'm glad the guy went through the poll process, but when my buddy told me somebody came up with this deck idea before you, I'm thinking, yeah, but they're not using that tech. Like he might've used this and I might use this. That might be true to an extent, but there is research and development. There is an R and D team. There is the Future League, where they play test the future cars before we do. So there has to be some degree of play testing going on. And so then I guess you would say my friend is right—that somebody built that deck before you did. Mm-hmm. So I mean, in an essence, where I'm going with this is, it's something we shouldn't fear. This is not something we should be afraid of, but it is something we should be on the lookout for that. I mean, it takes all kinds to make the world go around, you know? Yeah. You just got to be aware of your
2: surroundings.
0: Yeah. There are Scrooge McDucks, you know, and I don't think this is something we need to worry about. It is something we need to pay attention to. It's on our radar. It's in the magic Gathering community right now, you know? Oh yeah. And for a big part of the magic gathering community, we're all out here to help each other and we want more new players. We do there's just a small group of people that are some bad apples, you know, just be on the lookout, use your sixth sense, use your intuition, use that inside voice. that's always telling you to do the right thing. And sometimes I don't listen to it first, you know,
2: <laughs> you know, there's it, it, also like a small group of people that have sponsors and stuff, you know, that play the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and me and my best friend were talking about This, and, it, and it, how do they automatically have a seat at the um, at the at the uh, at the at the big tournaments? You know, they don't have to do no 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 prelims, prequals, or anything. And 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 we find that a little unfair. Um, I, just because they won last year or something. Me and my friend were like, you know, it should just be every year automatically fair game because um, I, I have on arena, I have beaten world champions. Um, they got the world championship sleeves. They got the world champion sleeves. They got the Planeswalker trophies. I, I I have beaten champions, but they automatically got a spot because of what they did in the previous seasons. They didn't okay. have you no know, pre or anything. You know? Okay.
0: Um, now there is a, li- I'm going to tell you right now, Austin, there is a list out there that's not up to date, by the way, this is not an up to date list. If you do right. find, if you do find this list, which is on the internet, it's not up to date, but there's a list of Magic the Gathering pro players and what their, hand, what their handle names are. It won't give you the hashtag number sign, but it'll give you their names. So if you come across, like, let's say Reed Duke or something, it'll show you what his real name is on the, on the, on the game, okay? So I'm not sure if you have that list in front of you or if you even knew that list existed. It's not up to date, but there is a list out there. You know, oh yeah, it is. Okay.
2: It, it, yeah, I don't exist.
0: <laughs> okay, it's not up to date though. You know, some of these names no. aren't correct. Okay, but yeah, I'm saying that the sleeves. I have the sleeves. I <laughs> didn't. I didn't win any of these arena tournaments or anything like that. Definitely not within the last couple of years. Now I used to go in the pro tour a long time ago, back in 2008. Okay, I'm no longer in that scene. I want to go back in that scene. Things are a little different right now with what's going on in the world today and stuff, but that's neither here nor there, you know? Um, so unless you have that list in front of you and you're going through there while you're playing the game and trying to beat that person, you probably don't know if that's really a pro or not. You know, um, I have the dragon trophy sleeve and I have that, uh, I got the, I got the World championship, uh, winning sleeves. I've got the trophy as a pet. I've got all that too, but it doesn't mean that you're fighting me and that I'm a pro. You might think that I'm a pro. And it might be a scare tactic. Hey, man, go ahead and scoop, you know. But you might not be playing pros all the time. You could be dibble dabbling here and there with the algorithm, you know. I'm not trying to burst your bubble. I'm just trying to let you know uh, on a layman's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let me see if Slothy's trying to come in. Okay. He's he's not. uh, Me and you just might have to finish this podcast out. That's fine. um, Now, uh, there's a few things I want to talk to you about when it comes to arena, also. Um, yeah. When somebody's new, the yeah. one thing one thing that I know of, I can hit Control F, I think it is, and I can do uh-huh. Tabalt's trickery. So I don't uh, have, I don't have full control of the game like I thought I did. You know, I can right. do things in response, like I can tap the creature in response to him blocking stuff. But in order so, to use Tabalt's trickery, if I yeah. play it normally, it'll just fizzle the spell. But I have to hit Control F, and then it gives me full control, and I can do that. That turn. Do you know of any other things that, if, if, if oh, anybody, if, if anybody's starting off right now in Magic, if anybody's starting off in Magic: The Gathering Arena right now, is there, right, right, if, right, is there any kind of advice you would give them, like hot keys or something? Um. So
2: the the main hot is Control. Um. You were saying Control F, but I think it's just um Control okay um so the default, the the uh the um to thing is uh that, that's funny you brought that one up um i absolutely despise that deck but um they dropped a zero drop ornithropter or coil serpent or something and then and then i had to learn this on my own i'm like how come it's not letting me counter it because the game automatically picks up why do you want to counter your own spell we're not gonna let you do that right um, another one would be on a player's upkeep before the draw step. Hit Control if you're running Jeskai Control for Torrential Gear Hulk into a Magma Opus to tap their lands before their main phase one. You know, or discontinuity, right? Yeah, yeah, and and um, but yeah. So there are a few select cards on Arena that you have to press Control to to get full control and be able to go step by step by step. Now, mm-hmm. that being said, I, oh, I'm going to say this. Um, I use this tactic, um, playing, using a Jeskai, Guy control deck for, um, historic. I use this tactic is and no like 90% of the people don't. So if you're listening, this will be a really good tactic for you to use. If you're using a control deck, it is a bluff and it is a psych. So, so pay attention to what I'm about to say right here because this is a good one. Um, if you don't have a counter in your hand playing a control deck, but your opponent might have the slight hint that you do. So what normally happens if you don't have a counter and they play something, their stuff automatically gets played. There's no hesitation in the game. On your side of the board, if you hit the full control, it goes step by step by step. But they don't know that you hit full control. Now they're sitting there thinking, how come my spell's not going through right away, or, or, or they must have a counter. So the next spell they possibly play that turn, they're going to be really hesitant on it, and, on it, and it'll cost them the game. I've won games like that so many times because they won't, play, they won't play the second spell thinking, I have a counter in my hand. When in all reality, all I did was hit control on my side for the game to go step by step by step rather than flashing through letting the game register that I don't have a counter. So my opponent knows it. No, I'm going to take full control at that point. So my opponent thinks I have a counter in my hand. The same true. when you're playing paper. Say, yeah. Same when you're playing paper magic, you, you want to put the bluff on, you want to, you want to give them that body vibe that, that, you know, you're sitting there and i smiling and I'm like, go ahead, play it, bud. You know, I got it in my hand, even though you may not, right. but it's the same concept. Um, I'm gonna say this right now, 90% of people don't know about it, and 90% of people don't use it. And it's an extremely smart thing to use.
0: Now, when somebody's just starting out right now, they're not gonna have the collection right. we have. Okay. They're Correct. not gonna have the gold we have, they're not gonna have the gems we have. <clears throat> you hear it a lot from content creators. Just save your gold and draft. Right. Do you find this to be the best way to go about for a beginner?
2: So I don't draft. <laughs> We're, let's, okay. th- let's throw that out there. Okay. I don't draft. My friend that I've played this game with since we both started, he doesn't draft. And he has spent no money on this game, and he has made it to Mythic. Right. Now, you're,
0: you're that being said. Yeah, you're constantly in Mythic every month. Right. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that being said, um, he doesn't do – okay. Let me, let, me, let me take a step back there. He doesn't do like the Strixhaven drafts or any of those other drafts. He does, he does one draft, and I, and I do the same draft. Now, now, it's a fun and easy draft. It's 500 gold to get into or like 95 gems or something. Now, now, if you save up 1,000 gold, you take your standard deck, and you go to standard event, and that is a standard event draft. You take the deck that you created, you feel comfortable with, and you go into that draft. Now, once you reach the halfway point, you've made your five hundred gold back. If you make it to the end, you have a thousand gold, and I believe it is three random cards: two rares, one uncommon. Super good deal. It's not tough. It's not. I mean, it, it can be sometimes, but for the most part, I watched my friend do that tournament and turn. Um, he had like I think it was like eight thousand gold. And we we're talking on the phone for like a couple hours or something. And by the end of it, he was up 28,000 gold. Just doing that, making 500 gold, 500 gold, 500 gold, or even breaking even or just getting 200 over. You're making progress You're and getting in there and and always pay attention to the daily deals. Um, this is funny, but if you go into the daily deals on MTGA, there's one that was like, pay 300 gems, get 400 gems. Very odd. I know. Right. But, they're there. They exist. You just got to grab them, pay attention every day and grab those.
0: Yeah, the things that glow or whatever. Now, the gold that you're saving, you're not drafting. Are you just buying packs?
2: The gold? No. Daily challenges. Daily and weekly challenges are the big buffs. So I've completed my mastery on NTGA. I completed it like a week ago. But every day...
0: What what I'm saying (coughs) is you're explaining to us how you're getting the gold, right? Right. You're not, that's one you're, way to get the gold. You're not spending the gold on drafts. Are you just buying packs?
2: No, I, I don't even buy packs anymore.
0: So, what do you do I with the gold?
2: The gold. What do I you just, do with the gold? Just, I was just sitting in my account. Right now, I'm saving it as a cushion, 40,000 gold as a cushion, just in case I lose my number spot, which is very, very probable. You can be number 600 in the world. You can lose your number spot overnight with it being the last day. I've seen people drop 800 spots. I have dropped 400 to 600 myself before. Wow. It's a very painful experience.
0: Um, okay.
2: I'm okay. saving 40,000 gold because learned last season that even if you don't make it, you can pay 20,000 gold to enter into a pre-qualifier to get into the, to get your token. I didn't know that. I didn't know you can do that. I thought it was you must get the token and then you're in. I didn't know that they open up an event for everybody to try to get in. I are, you talking about, are you talking about the arena open? Um, I believe so. Like when they do, um, so like last season when they did it, yep. um, they, um, you could pay 20,000 gold to enter and then, uh best of one to get through and do your best uh using a standard deck i believe it was mm-hmm. and um, if you make it through you end up getting a token for day two i believe it is right and stuff i didn't know you could do that i th- i i had this huge image in my head that you've got to make top 1200 to get a spot if you don't make top 1200 you're out you're done
0: that's different though you're talking about two different things the arena open is a chance for people to win money cash money That's what what the Arena Open is. The Arena Open doesn't have anything to do with you ranking up in the ladder on on Arena. So as you're in Mythic, right,
2: right?
0: what we found out on this podcast is when you rank up, you get a percentage. And then so far, you get a number. Once you get in the number, you know that you're in the top 1,200, like what you alluded to earlier. On the Arena Open, it's for the general public to have a chance to win. I think the last one was what? $2,000, $1,000, $10,000, something like that. But you had to pay $10,000 or $20,000 gold to enter it. Those arena opens, those arena opens are for people to win cash money. So that's a way for wizards to go, hey, um," it's really the company behind arena, not wizards, but it's the company behind arena going, hey, you got to spend your gold. Give us your gold. So that's a reason for you to grind to get gold. You see what gotcha. I'm saying? If you're grinding, yeah. if you're grinding all this gold, and you're not drafting, you're not buying packs. What are you doing with the gold? You're not really spending the gold on anything, right? But now, okay. when they give you the arena open, and they're like, "Hey, you have a chance to win cash money," <coughs> you're like, "Well, you know what? I'm, I got forty thousand. I'll enter this uh, tournament twice, right? Uh, Even if you don't make it, they got you to spend forty thousand gold. So now uh, okay. you, you have no gold." they want you to grind again. You get it?
2: So, so what I'm doing is I'm trying to get a top 1200 spot for October 30th and 31st. Sure, sure. And that is the historic um, that is the big historic one. Yeah, that's the okay. historic big dog. Right that's, the, that's the guy I want in. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the big dog I want right there. Um, I don't remember what the prize for that is, but that's a I'm pretty sure it's a big one. Um, yeah. And so that's the one I'm trying to go for, trying to get my token um, and all that. And today's the last day for me to do it. I think I'm sitting at 97%. So, the way it works um, for the viewers uh, listening and all that, um, you're most likely, if you come in late to the season and make mythic, you'll be a percentage. The way the percentages work, you've got to win roughly two to three games to break a percentage bracket. Mm-hmm. That being said, what I mean by that is, say you're at 96%. To get to 97%, you have to roughly win two or three games. Now, you could lose one game and go back to 96%. It's not really a fair system, uh, two, uh, one step forward, two steps back. It's rough. Now, um, the only place that you will have to play two games to break a level is 99%. Once you're at 90 you have to win two games at 99%, and you're, I guarantee you, you will get a number. Wow. Okay. Um, 99% is uh, what I've always noticed is two games. Always. The hardest, and I'm going to say this for all the viewers, the hardest level I have ever played, and this is going through the past seasons, and it's matched every time. i paid attention to it. I write down statistics, and then I try to do the math on this. The hardest thing I've ever played is Diamond Tier 1. Yeah getting past the last chip. Yeah. It is frustrating. I'll it agree it with is I agree with you on is, that, one, man. Oh, it is I hit the last chip 3 times and get knocked back 5 chips every time. <laughs> I, I I was on my stream uh, a couple weeks ago for night uh, on my 10th hour of my stream. I finally broke diamond 1. For 10 hours I was stuck in diamond 1. 10 nice. hours.
0: I'm gonna tell you, man, that's that's all the time we have. Okay. Okay. All right, everybody. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to go check out Austin <laughs> over on Twitch. Remember, it's West Coast Wizard. That's West underscore Coast underscore Wizard underscore over on Twitch. Give them a follow. And if you have Amazon Prime, they can actually give you a sub for free, right? <laughs>
2: Yes. Yes. Okay. One monthly sub. If you have Amazon Prime, every month you get one free sub you're able to use somewhere. So it's,
0: it's pretty awesome. Go check out the perks that he gives you. And if he hasn't set it up yet, let him know. Say Hawson, you haven't set this up yet, and he'll change it right then and there.
2: Oh yeah. I try to figure it all out right there.
0: Pretty interactive. I I love his content. I can't stress it enough. I love all the new Magic the Gathering content creators that are coming out of the woodworks. God bless you guys. And until next time. Keep spell slinging.